Garage fam, we are back. It's the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast presented by Hooters. Right now, if you go over to Hooters, use promo code GARAGEGUYS, you can save in a lot of ways. When I say a lot of ways, I mean two ways. The way that I prefer to save is getting it to go. All right, you go to order.hooters.com or you go to the Hooters app, use promo code GARAGEGUYS, and you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more order. All right, and that's valid at participating locations for delivery and carryout orders only. And then our good pal Dale Tanhart has another way that he likes to save. Can you tell us what that way is, Dale? Absolutely. You go in, nice, relaxing lunch and or dinner at your local Hooters. Take a seat, order some wings, or maybe a chicken sandwich. It's National Chicken Sandwich Day, by the way, and they've got a damn good chicken sandwich. But in the process, all you got to do is tell your waitress about promo code Garage Guys, and you can save $10 on any in-house $40 or more order. And that is redeemable at HOA locations, food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. We're always hooking you up, which, by the way, I did have the chicken sandwich for the first time yesterday and it, it actually was really fucking good i was pleasantly surprised as much as weed hooters uh can't believe i hadn't had it yet and it was delicious yeah i i can say the same i uh i actually had mine as well and it again november 9th is is when this show drops that is today uh or maybe not today maybe you're listening to this after november 9th uh year of our lord 2022 but if you are listening to this on november 9th year of our lord 2022 then you should go to hooters and get the chicken sandwich it's great it's delightful you can get different sauces on it too by the way which i really love like you know me i like the hot sauce I like the day you can get a daytona beach chicken sandwich if you want it all right i mean the the, the possibilities are endless you're not going to get that anywhere else where you go through a drive-through you know what i'm saying where people are always smiling weird and and they they say thank you no matter what you say you, you you question if it's fake or not sometimes you know what i'm talking about but yeah this chicken hooters good. hooters, hooters not, fake. not fake not fake far from it but yeah this is uh this is this is a, a sad bittersweet episode because the 2022 nascar season is over and on this episode we're going to be unpacking the championship weekend in phoenix and we're going to talk a little bit about, I guess, a, a year in review, just some some loose thoughts, some conversation on on what we thought about this year. And uh, it's going to be fun. We appreciate you joining. You all know the drills and what to do. You know where to follow us. You know to go to garageguysfantasysports.com to read all the goods. Might, but we're going to have some off-season content on there as well. So that just because we're in the off-season doesn't mean it stops because the Garage Guys keep going. Try dog parlays are back. 69 with Dale. It's coming back. All right. We're going to keep we're going to keep the money train rolling. It's exciting. When does 69 with Dale start, by the way? We got 18 days, I think. 18 days. So I'm getting doing a lot more research on the NHL. I hit my first NHL bet of the year tonight. Uh, Or, well, yeah, last night when you listen to this first period over for the Coyotes and the Sabres. And I took over two at plus money. So uh, found a little bit more better value, which is pretty cool. But yeah, that's a fun that's a fun thing that we did last year and excited to do it this year. A bet every day for 69 days leading up to the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. So that'll be a fun deal. But we got to talk about championship weekend. 
we crowned three different NASCAR champions over the weekend. But first things first, all prayers, thoughts, support to the Gibbs family with the passing of Coy Gibbs is tremendously sad. I feel so badly for Joe, Ty, and their entire family, organization. Uh, it's it's really hard to put into words. It's just the most bizarre, crazy possible thing for the, for that family to happen right after Ty Gibbs wins the championship. But I wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way and give my thoughts and, and condolences to their entire family and organization. Just so sad. So Man. fucking terrible. You didn't. Yeah, it's like nobody saw that. It's like something out of a movie, right? Like nobody could see that coming. And so it's just I was really in shock myself. I mean, because, you know, everybody that's kind of been watching this and stuff, you know, and, and the whole world really had been given Ty Gibbs shit, you know, for everything that's been going on. And it's all in good fun at the end of the day. And uh, but but when that happened that morning, like it just completely threw me a loop and, and nobody wants to lose their dad. So, I mean, that's the the truth about it. I mean, um, it's just the way that it all went down. It's just it's it's very sad, as, as you said. So uh, yeah. Sunday felt weird the whole day. It yeah. just did. It, it, it the was not buzz... spoke about much at all. I don't know if it if that was was that re- was the news released like mid race or like right before the race. No, it was before. It was before. It was about an hour and a half, two hours before green flag. I think. Um. So yeah, there was. It just. It's so weird, right? So, I I've been. Regular listeners know and have heard me talk about my relationship with NASCAR throughout my entire life, and I've been watching it intentively for uh, or attentively for a very long time since I was crawling on carpet is what I usually say. Um, I remember Martinsville 2004 where the Hendrick plane crashed, but I was I, I was eight years old and I remember the emotions my dad felt uh, seeing that happen and how eerie it was. And the difference there, you know, obviously the situation is very different, but similar in some ways. But the big difference there is it happened in the middle of the race. And you just in the middle of the broadcast, they start talking about how the Hendrick plane has disappeared in the hills of Martinsville. And it's like going back and watching that as an adult, even a teenager, 10 years later, it's the creepiest thing ever. And I didn't really. Watching it live, I didn't understand that feeling. I was just like, well, Jimmy Johnson just won the race, and it's just kind of weird. There's no celebration. That eerie feeling kind of I got that I got that experience of what that eerie feeling was like this past weekend at Phoenix on Sunday. Um, as I said, the circumstance is totally different, but it's just so horribly ironic and bizarre, like the highest of highs for, for Ty Gibbs and his family immediately go to the lowest of lows. And it hovers over the entire race on Sunday. Like the whole race on Sunday certainly felt like there was a, there was a black cloud. And, you know, I mean, I, I just, you know, we, we need to talk about it and, 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 yeah. you know, humanize, humanize our feelings and our kind of what we felt on that day. Cause you know, I, I, I immediately think about Martinsville 2004 and I don't know where you were when that happened. If that, if that's something you remember or not, but there were some similarities and it. it was a, it's a shitty feeling. It's just a shitty feeling, you know, being, yeah, no, for me, it like an Oh four, that was like right around the time. I mean, I was going and, you know, getting ready to go into high school and uh, I was a little bit withdrawn 
at that time from the sport. But I, I mean, I, I can always go back and, and say I remember vividly at nine years old coming into my house uh, after the Daytona 500 and seeing, you know, on the ESPN and everywhere, like how Dale Earnhardt had passed away. And that was after the race. And I remember seeing my dad just sitting there, you know, like uh, there's been a couple of moments like that in my life. And the ones that stand out the most were number one, when Dale Earnhardt died. And then my dad got super emotional when Ronald Reagan died. And I can remember that it has nothing to do with NASCAR, but like, that's the only two times I've really seen my dad cry when like someone like, a, you know, in the eyes of the world, like passed away. And, um, uh, I guess it was more because like his son, you know, like that was, you know, he left the son behind and, uh, for him, that's, that was hard. My dad lost his dad when he was nine. So like I was nine and like coming in, like my dad just kind of like broke down when Dale Earnhardt passed away and like really helped me understand like, you know, what just happened. I mean, I knew the three car, it was, you know, Superman. That was the, that was the, the goat of all goats. Like he was the best driver in the world. So, I mean, that already, that I understood that, but like really just understanding. Cause like Dale jr. Was like kind of just coming into the sport. And so really understanding that dynamic right there was really what hit me. And so I think the father son thing, the aspect of that, the fact that, you know, this this guy lost an uncle was very important and now his father is gone and he's 20 years old you know he's not going to get to to see you know his his like his kid one day ties children if he has them i mean they'll never know the grandfather they'll know the stories i mean so when you when you get to to that level and you're you start really seeing the scope of how this affects things you know, linear, like down, down the road, like that's where it gets harder and harder. Right. So it's just, it's a tough thing, man. And, uh, and I just, uh, I, I send nothing but good thoughts to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. I, it, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a terrible age. I, I, I feel like, uh, like at nobody, uh, you said it, no one ever wants to lose their dad ever, but you know, if you live long enough, it, it will happen at some point, but obviously no one ever wants to, it's unimaginable for me to think about that at 20 years old, right? The time frame, so, the way that yeah. it played out. Yeah. It's so, so yeah, it's such a, it's even, even, it's even more enhanced on like a sensitivity standpoint. So yeah, I, I'm glad we be opened nice, with that. And, is what we're saying. We're saying be nice. If, if you're part of the garage fam out there, you know, no, no shade thrown at this man, you know, let, let, let him have his time because that's not something just put yourself in his shoes before you go to do anything or say absolutely yeah but uh moving moving forward though into the races so we had zane smith we had ty gibbs and we had joey fucking logano uh that won the championship race and i don't know about you and and i feel like anybody in the world can say this but did did you like have this weird feeling in the pit of your stomach that joey logano was going to win i don't know um and who did I say? I, no, I really, I really felt like it was Christopher Bell. I thought it was going to be, I thought C Bell was going to be the guy. And look at, at the late point of that race before that last caution, Christopher Bell was with Logano. Mm -hmm. If they didn't have a pit stop, you just got to wonder what could have been for C 19 Bell, seconds. Yeah. Finger got stuck. He went in for a fucking oil change, basically, man. Like that was just. That's tough. That's tough to lose a championship that way. But no, I mean, Joey was the best. He definitely was the best on Sunday. And, and 
I want to remember, man, like I feel like at the beginning of the year when we gave predictions, I, I, I don't know for sure. And it sucks that I didn't like write this down or anything, but I feel like we, one of us, or maybe both of us could have predicted like preseason champion, Joey Logano, because we had all this talk about Al Bush. You were very, you were headstrong. Yes, that's, Bush. that's true. That's very true. I thought he'd have a huge year. That was my, yep. <laughs> out of all the, my, my futures that I bet before the season on win totals, he was the only one that didn't cash. So uh, yeah, I definitely was wrong on that one, but we, t- we had all this chatter about gen seven, Joe and next gen Joe, and he comes out and wins the clash and immediately set the tone. Right. Yeah. And then kind of had a, kind of had a slow start to the season. Uh, but the 22 program was, was in race trim was really good at this kind of style of racetrack, like a shorter, flatter racetrack. They were really good at Martinsville in the spring. They were pretty good at Phoenix in the spring, not this good, but having a teammate like Ryan Blaney runs so well in both Phoenix races, I think was huge to get some data from him. And then they were, they were fast at Richmond, uh, both times. And I could see it coming, no doubt. Um, but I, I thought I, I I love betting and picking the hot hand in these situations because it feels like they always come through. And in this case, that was Christopher Bell. And shit, you want to talk about trucks? And in, in that case, it was Ty Majeski, and he he was the worst out of the four guys on Friday night. So you know, I'm happy to say it goes that man. one correctly. Uh, I had that one on lock. I had like did that. You, one did you only did you pick- did you pick Zane in the podcast last yes. week? Zane was a part of my original parlay. So what I did was is I had nice. Zane, I had Gregson, and then I had Chastain. I threw that out there. But as the week went on, like they had the week, they had the bet on Caesars I liked. It was like Gregson and Elliot at like plus 850, which that disappeared very fast. But so I will say the one winner I had this weekend was Zane Smith. So I'm a huge, and I think that we have went to loves enough that I have seen his face above the coffee machines a lot. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, that oh, I like that little there. screen. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of developed a, a little relationship with Zane this year. I mean, he basically called you Morgan. Wall- He's the only driver that really called you Morgan Wallen. Um, he is. Yeah. He tweeted at me. He hadn't tweeted a lot, but he, he, I tweeted, I was at a loves one time and, and he did tweet back, but that is love right there. That, he that was friendship. I saw uh, speaking of friendship, him and Riley Herbst are like, buds like really really close guys and i'd see that they were uh yeah right <laughs> uh they were like in mexico or they were getting fucked up dude what? i think yeah zane zane was definitely getting did riley herps have on you know that kid gets burnt like a motherfucker there's no tan <laughs> on that fucking dude's body <laughs> yeah probably yeah he's pretty white he's pretty white yeah. well right riley grew up friends with zane like close friends with Zane and Noah Gragson, I think. Like he's like in that friend group. Yeah, they had met Riley, but I think he's I think he's intertwined with those guys pretty closely. He always creep with them. He be Zane, Zane was uh talking. I think he had tweeted, "No more tequila shots" on like Sunday morning or Monday morning or something. And I thought that was awesome. So I know they were out somewhere partying. I love that, man. And I love it for Zane, too. I mean, if we're just going, I, I think it's safe to say that the cup race was kind of boring. There were some moments in the cup race we could, you know, dive into. Like, obviously, 
I know a lot of uh, Chase Elliott fans were upset because of, you know, he basically Ross was behind him and he kind of checked up a little bit and it ended up Ross kind of propelled him in to the wall. That was kind of a big pivotal moment. Chase did, didn't have the best car. I don't think at all that day. And, and you hate that for him. Um, they had gotten a lot better as the day had gone on and early strategy yeah. and the strategy had kind of positioned them when they were, they were right there with Logano. But I, I see both sides. Like I kind of, if you go back and look at the replay, I want to say it's Chase's fault because he kind of came down. He kind of came down on Ross, mm-hmm. uh, but, and Ross didn't lift though. That's the thing. Like in the end car thing, Ross did not get off the gas. He was, he did not at any point even blip the throttle. He mm-hmm. was on it full throttle the whole time, which is that's, that's what Ross does. And in that championship, championship too, yeah. and that championship moment, like, late stages i i get it so um I, I think it's more of a racing deal i think it's more of a racing deal but definitely uh i think chase elliott kind of made the mistake there that caused the wreck right yeah uh, but yeah i mean that was a huge moment and, and you know r.i.p to everybody that had futures on ross chastain he, he was so close there at the end but oh, yeah fuck that race it was you know, we already talked about like the dark cloud over it, but yeah. uh, you know, I think a big theme is uh, going forward what we can do better. Like we had a great year this year. Like NASCAR was amazing in 2022. Mm-hmm. The trucks and Xfinity series seem to put on always put on a great show at Phoenix. Yes, and and, and the Xfinity race was okay. It, it wasn't bad. It was it was pretty good. And more battles. I will say that. Dude, yeah, That's what a lot were. of people were talking about was the battles that were going down on Saturday as opposed to Sunday. Oh man, Justin Allgaier had it with like twenty to go. Like, yeah, I mean, they yeah they went back and forth, back and forth. Even when it, it felt like Ty was so much better than everybody. They Noah Gregson and Justin Allgaier were still able to fight and exchange battles for the lead, and it was very entertaining. But with that being said, the cup race tends to just not bring anything special at Phoenix. And this isn't this isn't related to the car that we have, to the aero package. This is Phoenix Raceway. This is what Phoenix has been for 30 years. I think the first race we came here was 1990. This is what Phoenix has been, even in different configurations. Phoenix Raceway, like I've, I cannot, I've seen every Phoenix race and have a full cognitive memory of watching them. I think since 2003, probably more like 2004, because I, I can remember that very specifically, that fall race. I cannot remember one Phoenix race that was just an instant classic. I, I, I can't. It, it, it just in the Cup Series. This is what Phoenix produces. What we saw on Sunday—that is the telling me no one has ever thrown a cactus at a car at any moment in time. That would probably be the most exciting thing that you would see at a Phoenix. Maybe, maybe we should go there next year. Get up on those hills and and make like a cactus gun. The toy cactuses on the track. A cactus gun. Oh, dude, I would love to see the blueprint on that. You got to start working on that one. Garage guys, cactus gun. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix entertaining again. Here we yeah, go. we got to bring some Mario Kart shit out there, man, because that's what Phoenix brings. And we we know we have at least one more year of the championship being at Phoenix. But I it, I hope to God that we don't go back there in 2024 for the for the finale. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are there, but like as a historian, like if you go back and watch any Phoenix race from the 90s, the 2000s, the teens, 
it's Phoenix is Phoenix straight up. Phoenix is Phoenix. And it's not the, it's never been the most raciest track on the schedule. I would say if I was going to pick a place for a championship, obviously, you know, Atlanta, what was it? It was Atlanta for so long. And then it went from Atlanta. We went to Homestead. And then now we're in Phoenix. If we're going to keep doing the swap up, I mean, we've, we're going North Wilkesboro in 2023 for the all-star race. Why not find a short track? Do you think a short track championship would be good? I think it would be fucking incredible at Bristol. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, actually. I disagree. Like, I agree and disagree, I guess. I think the disagree point is more important, though. I don't think we should take a race that's already amazing and like Bristol and take it to the championship race because it's already amazing by itself. It's already amazing at the slot that it's in. You need a track like Homestead, right? Which Homestead was perfect for the 20 years that it was the finale. Homestead is so racy. If we make some some much-needed tweaks to the aero package, I don't think we're going to add horsepower, but fuck, I, I wish we could. Um, but if we make some tweaks to the aero package and the race cars, we could see great racing at Homestead again. I think the Homestead race this year I thought was pretty good, but I was at the race. I wasn't watching on TV. Yeah. Um, if we were talking about intermediates, though, I hate to interrupt. Vegas. Yes, that's Vegas. what I was going to say. Yeah, that was where I was going to go next was Las Vegas. I think Vegas would be an awesome one because, one, the city would be perfect to do. You could, you could make festivities happen there at the coolest place in America, yeah. which we went a few weeks ago. And I, I think I'm confident in saying Vegas is uh, probably the coolest place in America. Town of tricks, but it's all right. But I think the racing product with what has come with these new rate with the gen seven race cars, Vegas could be very worthy for the next spot. But ultimately what I think I, I, and I, a few years ago when we started talking about leaving homestead for the finale, I was very skeptical of this idea. I'm fully on board with a rotating season finale every year. Similarly, the super bowl allows cities to bid on who gets the Super Bowl for, I guess, what year are we on now? Like 2028 or 2029? You know, the Olympics bid on what country can can host the Olympics. Yeah. I'm not always for NASCAR trying to be like other sports, but I think that's a necessary function that we need to look into is a rotating finale and allowing the tracks to offer more to get the finale race. And that's ultimately, I think, why we went to Phoenix is because Phoenix said we want to pay a fuck ton of money to get the NASCAR Cup championship here. And money talks, man. Like, and I hope Phoenix doesn't do that again. But I think a rotating finale is, is a great idea moving forward. Um, but I think all in all, regardless of what we do, Phoenix has run its course. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. It's just the the flat track aspect of it, I guess, is it kind of like that that whole vibe. It's just it's not as on your toes is where what this all boils down to. Vegas, I was on my toes. We were watching that from multiple angles during that time. I love that. The short track thing would be fun to see. Uh, it may be good, but the rotating thing is one hundred percent necessary, and that is going to really strengthen. You look how we went to you know L.A. for the for the clash, and we had that large crowd drawn. That's how we're gaining popularity as a sport 
you start rotating that around each year, people are going to be like, oh, did you hear the NASCAR championship is coming to our track this year? Like it's going to make other people want to come out. You got celebrities that go to those kind of races. You know, you you have a, a very large amount of people that want to be at a, you know, quote unquote championship. So, you know, if we're going to compete with F1, what they're doing, which, by the way, their Vegas shit was dope as hell. I saw all of it online. I cannot wait. I really hope to God that we find a way there in 2023 without having to pay two grand for seats. Um, right. So, but but yeah, I, I think that that's how you get that excitement level. F1, they have celebrities and shit that come to their American events. You know, championships alone, you look at the Super Bowl, you look at, you know, the World Series, you have all kinds of people, musicians and stuff like that's how you do it. You rotate, you go around, you tour. We tour. That's kind of like our bread and butter during a NASCAR season. We get around. That's how we kind of have grown a little bit because we've, we've shaken hands. We've met people face to face. That's how you got to do it. That's the way to do it. Everybody that's ever been an entertainer or done anything in life, like they tour and that's how they grow. So I think that that is a very important thing. And uh, but yeah, Phoenix, uh, Phoenix kind of needs to die a little bit. Or we need to get throwing cactuses. Well, look, yes, the cat, the throwing cactuses part is 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 paramount. That's that's gonna happen. But like looking at the schedule, like I just want to look at the last ten races of the season. When you look at the final ten races, you have uh, Darlington, Kansas, Bristol, all three, and with the Gen Seven car especially, great races. Kansas has been great both times this year. We've seen in general mile and a half have been fantastic races like the Coke 600 at Charlotte was really good. We talked about Vegas. Kansas was good as well. And then Bristol and Darlington are amazing, right? I don't think now if we do a, a revolving finale, then I'm cool with Bristol or Darlington getting it, you know, once every few years. Uh, but then you have Texas, Talladega, Charlotte Roval. The only track that I've listed so far that's worse than Phoenix is Texas. From a from a, a level of excitement, track uh, the 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 quality of racing, I think attendance at Phoenix is pretty good. Attendance is pretty good, but from well, excitement, outwind. yeah, from race from the quality of racing and excitement, you look at all these races. Look at Martinsville, Homestead, Vegas. If you wanted to rank these, dead last would be Texas, and then before Texas, I think the majority of race fans would say Phoenix would be next. Yeah, I mean, are you going to rank Phoenix out the door? Though they, they they're one foot out the door. They only have one race next year. You're not going to put Phoenix ahead of Martinsville. You're not going to put it in front of Homestead, Vegas, Roval, oh, Dega, Bristol, Darlington, Kansas. That's what like, we need. Think man. about championship at Talladega. I want that, championship see, at Talladega. That's what we can't do. We have to, and that's what's difficult about the rotating finale, though. Is like yeah. if if you have to make it fair. And if Talladega or Daytona, which are NASCAR sanctioned the most tracks, <laughs> it's dude, just like everybody's got a chance, you know. It they would be Talladega or Atlanta. Oh, yeah, you definitely you got to keep super speedways out of it. That's the one dilemma with the rotating finale. But the main point out of all this is it's bizarre when you think about it that it, we have a very exciting set of ten races, like the ten race playoff. Excellent racetracks, a bunch of excellent racetracks, and arguably the the most boring from a quality of racing standpoint is is the finale, is the championship decider. That's got to change. That straight up has got to change. And it's crazy that we do that. Like, it started to feel like more and more, year by year, 
that the, the season peaks at Martinsville because something crazy always happens. A level, the, the excitement level of that Martinsville race is through the fucking roof. Oh, and yeah. then you just you just don't get it back to back with Phoenix ever. Why not? So that's Mar- a problem. They don't have Martins- infrastructure for one. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I, Martinsville could do it. I think they could do it. But that's trying to get a lot of people out to a very small town, though. I mean, that's but what that's the yeah, the town that, itself. That's not really a glamorous place for people like celebrities and musicians to want to go to. You're right. You're right. And that's one big element. When you look at the last few, Miami was the was the one forever. Right. Oh, yeah. And then before that, it was Atlanta. So, yeah, the market is important. So that's why I think if you if you don't do a rotating finale, Las Vegas is, is a good I think is a is an excellent the goat, man. That's the go to place. And like it's the it literally was. And like we talked about it. we've we we still talk about it like off the record, like off the podcast. Like that was like the best intermediate race I've why I loved it. Was our first time, I think, being added intermediate real a real intermediate track. Cause with Atlanta being turned into a super speedway, we didn't go to many intermediate races at all, I don't think. No, no, we really didn't. So um, that was very fun and just the way like i said the way joey logano won that race was art i don't care I, like that was one of my favorite races to watch this year yeah especially with the betting we both had chastain that was tough but <laughs> hey uh, you know we we hadn't really talked about the betting we talked about like some predictions but yeah uh outside of qualifying which is not a sport not a sport <laughs> we or at least i don't know how i, I know you had a big one on trucks because you just went all in on zane which was a genius move it's yeah that's we achieved we achieved a profit in all three races this weekend and and that's another topic i think we gotta we gotta touch on championship weekend betting was abysmal like DraftKings shit the bed drop the ball and we we just have no variety we have no variety if you compare to what formula one will offer for their championship race i'm sure it's going to be not even fucking close oh you had 2023 las vegas odds overshadowing nascar championship odds probably like you did i saw there's it. there's gotta be yeah i mean there's gotta be more props there's gotta be more props like i tweeted there's about this them. earlier caesar's how do we caesar's did great yes and barcel did good too barcel did good too but it's not enough and and we're obviously we're going the right direction on the betting product but that that that's part of like that the fizzle out that i'm talking about you know martinsville is amazing kind of fizzles out before phoenix like ratings were down a little bit even after that global, the globally acclaimed, amazing move by Ross Chastain, ratings were down. Like, why is that problem? It's a it's a people problem, and it's a uh, everybody kind of gets tired of it. I think that when you have very long seasons, like it's it, you kind of hit those moments where it peaks, and like if you don't have a good follow up to that, or like you don't build it up like properly, like you're you're not gonna have shit. I mean, I don't really know if that's so much of a track issue or if that's more of just a NASCAR issue on hand because just like every year when we're doing content, we you know our YouTube videos and our podcasts and everything. Like when the year starts, oh my god, rocket ships, right? And then now we get into football season, we start seeing the numbers go down a little bit, you know, and I think that that's just kind of like the the nature of it all. Like I actually sat down and watched my first real football game the other night, which was a Saints game. And I had it in the tried all parlay and it was terrible. It was very hard to watch. Yeah. Betting on Andy Dalton money line is is Mm. never good. Ever, ever, ever. Trying to bet on Taysom Hill didn't happen, but I did get to watch Peyton and Eli call a game for the first time in my life. And that was great. Um, 
Oh so, yeah, that broadcast. They're they're fucking hilarious. It is. It's so funny. Literally, the pettiness that they have as brothers is. It reminds me of me and you sometimes. Uh, yeah. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like I, I really think that it's just gonna continue to take you have to take those steps you got to get more brand awareness you got to get more people that have very high followings and and just real big flashy media stuff involved with the sport year round to really create that hook and and move through well you know i think like and and credit phoenix deserves credit like i think phoenix the raceway is like does a good job i think they do a great job with their event and and their marketing and their, their advertising I think, as you said, part of the issue is a burnout kind of thing. Part of the issue is going head to head with football. Football gets bigger and bigger every single year. Mm-hmm. And not, I mean, that's one of the only sports that can really say that when you look at all the data and where consumer interest is going and how how people consume There's a entertainment. Show, Dale. There's a Nickelodeon show for kids called Fantasy Football now with NFL players. That's I actually did deep. not know that. That's crazy. That's but Nickelodeon, that's the thing, dude. Nickelodeon had an NFL stream for a couple of years. You remember that? And they, would, they all they all worked together. Yeah. They the would thing. slime. They they like I think it was Mitch Trubisky was like the first ever player that got slimed for the Nickelodeon the MVP. It was it was the MVP. That was when they, everybody got high and watched it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> now those are the elements. That's what makes it's, it makes it so tough for like a traditional guy like me. I'm a traditional guy. I love the 36 week season. You know, I, it really it's 38 when you consider the the preliminary races, uh, the preliminary race and the all star race. It's 38 races. But with where the world is going, I think we should definitely get creative and look into more of possibly shortening the season or or moving it around in a way where our biggest moment doesn't go head to head with, uh, with, with NFL football on Sunday, NFL football is, is just King of everything. And with all this being considered, I think we're going the right direction in a lot of ways in the sport. I think we had a great year. This was the first year in fuck six or seven years. I saw this today or since like 2015, 2016, where playoff the final 10 races ratings were not down year to date they were actually up that's they great. weren't up by much but that that's a very good sign like that means that's something growth. is working yeah that is still growth something is working now how do we make that uh continuous how do we make that grow to next year and then the following and the following bring back nascar racers on cartoon network that's that's what you do get the kids oh, again bring back cartoon the old- network, the old NASCAR. You remember that? Were you? Are you young? You you should be young enough to remember that. The NASCAR Racers cartoon. They had like Burger King toys when I was. A oh kid. wait, wait. I think I remember toys. I don't remember a specific <laughs> show. Or anything, isn't Cartoon Network dead? Didn't they? Didn't they sell their? Didn't they sell their name and they're changing oh. it? Yeah, it's probably just Adult Swim now. Which Adult Swim is great. I'm glad oh, Adult Swim is alive. Cartoon Network. Cartoon yeah. Network needs like this is a. Like we we'll go down another rabbit hole, and I, I don't care. Yeah, but Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network needs to die because it it's already hit its peak and its prime from the '90s and the 2000s, and then I couldn't even tell you a fucking show. And my little brother, who grew up, you know, five or six years younger than me, he couldn't even tell you 
a show that that was cool after like 2008 or 2009 2002 yeah. I, you know adventure time is the last one that i remember and the only yes, reason my little brother loved adventure time yeah that was uh yeah that was like 2010 to 2020 that was like the show that like i would like walk into people's houses and they would just be stoned out of their mind I'm like what the fuck are you 2020 it, it lasted that long i thought it was way older than that no this was like 2010 2012 probably when i was like in like in, in like college years i just remember walking in people's houses like or apartments in college and like like why are you just sitting here just baked watching a fucking kid show like i what see their life? dude it's crazy because I wouldn't want to watch it either, but I see their clips pop up on TikTok all acid. the time. So and they're dude, they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking hilarious. They're, I don't I don't get it, but they're gonna start showing uh, kids meat canyon next. That's gonna be the new oh my god. No. <laughs> just fucking just a generation of demons. Do not look up meat canyon if you hear this on YouTube. I, I mean, if you do, you might like it. It's I don't know. It, it's fucked. Yeah. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It, it ruined Ed, Ed, and Eddie for me forever, which was my favorite show. Ed, Ed, and Eddie was my king show growing up. <laughs> but I think, you know, outside of potentially getting NASCAR back on Nickelodeon or fucking Cartoon Network, how, how do we, how do we improve? Like all, all talk about the finale aside. How do we improve upon this in 2023? Like not just for the playoffs, but for the entire season. Like how does NASCAR, how does NASCAR make the experience better uh, for for fans, whether it's at the racetrack or even like we mean you always talk about this off the record, alternate broadcasts, alternate streams. Like yeah, we got you, that. You just got your taste of the Eli and Peyton that you you miss out for two years on. Like, where is that? Where is that for NASCAR? Which obviously we want that to be me and you. I think that'd be amazing. But Watch like playback, you playback dot playback dot TV slash garage guys. Come check it out. We'll be on there all off season and we're going to be ready to do it for the uh, NASCAR 2023 season, too. I love it. I am such a fan of live streaming now. It's insane. Like ever since Dale Center started, I didn't really fuck with it much. But now I see the importance of it. And I also see just like how much it can really bring a community together even more than just, you know, your traditional uh, post-production shows and, and, you know, content on the internet, like live streams are dope because it's like in the moment and you're interacting with like everybody. It's just, they're, they're fucking great. And yes, I would love to be able to, you know, have that feature to where we're actually at a track or something like that. Like we still, we like garage guys, <laughs> Like we still want to bring back trackside, like our own trackside live, our own version of it. And I think that there's a world where it's possible now. And I think there's enough people that would love that. Uh, I think we could, we, we would have a great fucking time and, and, and it's got to come. It's, it's, it's in the future. It's just like we, it, it's already happening in the future. We're just not there yet. I'll say. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. I think that an alternate stream of some sort on the NASCAR side would be really smart. But what we have with playback is is fucking awesome, and it's a start. Uh, it's a great, start. yeah, it's it's a great, absolutely state of the art. Never seen anything like it. Everybody that has come into the chat and, and chimed in has said they love it, that they're obsessed. With Thank it. you, so too. Thank you for coming and sticking out, watching those races with us here towards the end of the season. Uh, and and shout out to everybody that did come and, and hang out with us on championship weekend. That was so fun. That was you know what's you know what else like. The truck race is the best race of the weekend. And we, oh, we got to talk about that. That was the best finish, in my opinion. 
Oh, no, it wasn't even close. You kidding me? It came down to the final turn. Like Ben Rhodes, man, like on throughout the whole race, Ben Rhodes was the worst out of the four guys. Like they just did not have the speed. Zane was really fast. Chandler Smith was really fast. Ty Majewski didn't have the speed that they did, but he was, you know, he, he, he was within striking distance and his pit crew did a good job. I kept saying on the stream, I was like, guys, if we get a caution, Rich Lushes or Rich Lushes, I always say his last name wrong. Uh, sorry, Rich. And Ben Rhodes, that team is so aggressive on strategy. They will do the opposite of what the leaders do. And everybody took four tires and Ben Rhodes and that team took two tires and they almost stole that motherfucker due to it. And he was about to be back-to-back champ. But Zane Smith... Just a hell of a drive, and he'd been the most consistent driver all year long. But dude, I just admire the drive that Ben Rose gave, man. Like the way he was able to hold them off for as long as he did, and coming down to the wire, he puts the bumper to Zane on the final corner, couldn't get him loose enough, hits the wall, coming to the line. It was just a fucking awesome finish. So dramatic. It was a push it to the limit moment. And yeah, that's why trucks are better than F one. Oh, it's it's not even close. Not even close. Can't wait. But that's you know we talk about improving upon everything. We've got we've just we've got to figure out a blueprint to market similarly to how F one markets because F one their presentation is just so damn good. The presentation is amazing. Let's we'll start with trucks. We'll just do all truck marketing. We're just gonna take. I, our- oh yeah, and uh, I, I had this thought a minute ago, but uh, we we started talking about the race. Craftsman is back to like. Mm-hmm. momentum on trucks viewership for trucks is up a lot from year to date and the year before that like if there's any super positive note on on nascar trucks are continuously on the rise and we've really built this culture about truck night in america being fucking awesome on friday nights and even on saturdays still fun too but craftsman is back man the craftsman era Oh, dude! Truck series, as uh, our good friend Parker Klagerman calls it, we all we all agree. Jizz in my pants for Craftsman. I love Craftsman being back. My pants, like that, is so nostalgic. And how often, like how often does? I don't even think it's ever happened in NASCAR where a premier partner has left for as long as Craftsman did. Which in this case, I think they left after two thousand and seven or two thousand and eight. And now they're back as the premier title of the series. That's fucking awesome, dude. That bringing is Winston awesome. Back. That's basically what it is. That's what it is. It's bringing Winston back. I want to be the, I, I wish Craftsman or, or the truck series would hire me to just to be the face of the truck series. Cause you I mean, just I, start I, I'd fucking blow the roof off of this thing. Hitting concrete. Just start buying tools. <laughs> yeah. Just start making videos of you like hitting concrete with wrenches and like wiping sweat from your head and just be like Craftsman trucks. Truck Night in America. It has nothing to do, like the video has nothing to do with Truck Night. It's just you using craftsman tools, doing just just absurd things. Built tough. Yeah. Like craftsman trucks. Get a hard hat and shit. Be like well, on do you, rock. <laughs> do you remember that would yeah, be hilarious? Do you remember those truck series commercials? Hold on. I can't say that. No. Hold on. Let me see this real quick. When I was a kid growing up, like I said, the majority of my outlet to NASCAR was, or, or yeah, was going to Talladega. So I would see like the truck race at Talladega and the, my, my first, I guess the first wager, maybe the first time I ever won money off of NASCAR was on trucks. 
So that is a uh, that that is something there. There's something there in my soul for trucks. I'll say that. And I just made my first truck card, which isn't going to be an all the time thing, but it was cool to make it and just fuck off. And then it hit big. So, you know, there's, well, it's just, it's just trucks, man. I don't know, dude, something about them trucks. You got like yeah, a rock Chevy. Yeah. And, and trucks was, uh, I, by the way, I just sent you a link to this video. I want you to watch it. You don't have to do it right now, but this is a commercial I want to remake. And I think we could do it, but I think that, um, talking about trucks specifically, that was my most profitable betting this year. I think I picked the winner in 14 or 15 out of the 23 races. Best year I've ever had in trucks. Worst year I've ever had in cup. Hey, we're finding out what the real sport is, ladies and gentlemen. Xfinity was pretty good. Xfinity was all right. Ended up actually pretty profitable at the end of the Xfinity season. Um, but I just love the momentum there on the truck side. I wouldn't be surprised if the Xfinity series viewership was up too. I haven't seen data for that, but we got to get Bush back. We'll get yes, Bush. that's the next. That's the next one. When Kevin Harvick leaves, mm-hmm. which is probably going to be after next year, we got to get Bush back. Even though I got to say, Xfinity has done a great job as a premier partner. They deserve a, a lot of credit. I got this giant Bush beer, Bush series hood, like in in the studio in the International Chase Station over here. So I mean, like I I, I want that to be useful again. You know, it looks so good, like that. Oh man, yeah, that their their logo was so sick with like the mountains in the background. Beer, yeah, Bush series. You get that Bush Zero. Where that Bush Zero at? Oh, yeah, I need. What it. was? I know we we're. Uh, we got to wrap this up soon. Wind it down. Yeah. I got two shows. What was your favorite race of the year? I just want to, I just want to ask that. Oh man. Johnny on the spot, huh? Uh, I guess if, oh man, fuck dude, that's, uh, that is something I was going to think about this week. (laughs) I, if I had to say, like, let's just, hey, all right, how about this? How about this? Not from like an experience, not from like an at track experience, but from the just the race itself, the excitement level of the racing product and the finish. Just what was your favorite race of the year? Itself. Uh, probably, uh, I'm gonna regret it saying this, but the one that just instantly comes to my brain is like when Chase Elliott won Atlanta. That one was fucking great because, okay. like. I was like one of the only people I think that had bet on Chase, gotcha. um, and uh, and he had a mustache. It was the first time he unleashed a mustache, so that was definitely. I put a picture out on Instagram today, like showcasing some of the best, you know, my favorite pictures from the year, and that was picture number one. So, yeah, probably that one. I won a lot of money off of him that day too. Yeah, that's see, that's the influence I was looking for. Like next week. But for, I, I just from a purely racing standpoint, which that was a good race. That was a good race. Dude, yeah, Corey LaJoy uh, almost won that race, dude. I mean, yeah, right yeah, that was a I, uh, that was a vibe. I got to say, I think my favorite race of the year from a racing product standpoint was Auto Club. That the energy around that race was so and we weren't there. This we only uh, this is oh, just for TV. Yeah. Rolling. The energy was the energy was so wild because we didn't know what to expect. We were like, "Oh God, this is it! Like this is Gen Seven. Uh, the intermediates have fucking blown dick for the past two or three years. Is this going to be any good?" And it was amazing. It was an amazing Eric race. Jones, Eric Jones in that race. 
And I think that yeah. was the biggest surprise. Like, like, dude, what were, I want to go back and look at what the odds were on Eric Jones top three. Yeah, it, probably like plus five to plus eight thousand, something crazy. Sorry. Which that's kudos to everybody that took advantage of odds like that throughout the year. I was just not one of those guys because it was just a crazy, chaotic year. But that was my that was definitely my favorite complete race of the season. Um, I lost a lot of money that day too. I think, I think a lot because I had I had a lot on Tyler Reddick and he blew the tire. But yeah, the tire yeah that race sucked. That Coke 600, Vegas, both times, like half the mile and a half are back, which is a really cool thing. But wow. I'm just, uh, I'm just really happy that uh, we had a great 2022. It was a really fun year, good year of racing outside of all the issues that we had with tires and crappy ass parts. <laughs> I think we made some really good progress as a sport, as a community, especially on the betting side. And it was very entertaining, and I'm just real thankful for everybody that's been along for the ride in 2022. I second that. I second that all the way. Uh, thank you guys for everything, as always. Uh, again, the, this podcast is not ending by any means. we got a lot of fun stuff planned in the off season as we gear up to get ready for the Bush Light Clash in February. So don't go anywhere. We're still here. You know where to follow us, at Garage Guy Chase, at Dale Tanhart, at Garage Guys FS, collectively. And then check us out on YouTube, rate, review, subscribe, all that other good shit. And also uh, the Discord. It's still free for now. Take advantage of it because you never know when uh, premium will be back. And then the Discord will be free, but premium will not. So uh, just great, exciting 2022. We'll be back uh, next week with with some more topics and things, I guess. We'll, we'll start breaking things down a little bit more, uh, put, put things a little more under a microscope. It's the way to say it. So uh, let us know what you want to hear this offseason. That's another great thing. Get in the Discord. Get in NASCAR chat. Let us know some topics you want to hear about. Maybe there's some some things we can go back on and, and look at and talk about that you guys may want to hear our commentary on. You know, uh, Be checking out playback.tv slash garage guys. Again, we'll have Tri-Dog Parlay 69 with Dales. If you're into NFL, NBA, NHL games, uh, or whatever else, other type of streams we do, uh, we'll be doing a lot on there as well. So let's just keep the momentum going. That, that's really all there is to it. Hey, and, before we go, uh, yeah, we'll open the chat real quick, and I want you to watch this commercial. It's like 30 seconds. All right, the chat. Are you talking about the Zoom chat? Yeah, yeah. Click that link. Okay, hold tight. I'm going. I want to re. I want to remake this commercial. Not okay. a craftsman's bag. Going to YouTube. It's the best commercial ever, dude. I was really disappointed. I was hoping he was about to just get like melee in the air, like by Wait, hold on. I'm gonna go I away think, faster. I just love I it's just Man, the nostalgic 2000s. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, I, I see Hold what on. you're saying there. I, I think there's another one. In made videos with fucking Coldplay and AJ Allmendinger. Jesus Christ. All right. I think you, there's another one. did not send me that, by the way, guys. He He's not he's not that kind of guy. He's not going to send me Coldplay music nah, with AJ Allmendinger and Justin Algar. Absolutely not. No, 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 no.
No, we're not going there. But yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I, I the the one that stands out to me I saw recently because I was looking at a lot of old commercials for BWB was um they had this commercial where like all the guys for Watkins Glen they were all in a urinal. They were all pissing. It was like Casey Kane. Oh wait, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's funny as fuck. Uh, they had a lot of old good good commercials, man. Like that, that's that you know that's a show topic. Like we'll we'll go. You guys let us know like some good commercials, and Dale and I will just literally like get on playback one night and we'll record it as a podcast and we'll just watch old NASCAR commercials and just just talk about them. That is a good idea, dude. I I, I probably know most of the commercials. Elite. Well, from a that's from fine. the two we'll thousand down for the people that don't. We'll do no, it. no, I, I still want to do it because it's it's always so fun watching that shit. I'm writing that on my notepad forever best nascar commercials yeah we're gonna do content like this in the off season guys so you're hearing this right here um so yeah give us ideas like that that's an example right there i think that's what we're gonna do um just keep giving that uh giving us some of that advice and uh we'll keep bringing the heat as always but uh any any last words no because this is not the end and it does it's you know what else is weird it doesn't even feel like it's the end of anything like i know the season's over but like I don't want to, I don't, I feel like I'm not like, I, I did give my like summer, like, thank you, you know, like to everybody, but like, we're just getting started, man. I, I, we got a lot of fun shit planned for this off season and, and, and into 2023. So this is the best off season feeling I've had since we've started this. I will say that. Cause like last year I was like big sad. Like I didn't do anything for like a week. I was like, damn, what am I going to do? Like now I'm just like, Oh, we got a lot of shit. Like, like I'm yeah. we about to get rolling. So. Yeah, it's all good. It's all fun. And we will see you guys again next week. This has been a show. Thank you, Garage Fam. Thank you, everyone listening. If you're new, just tell one person about us in the offseason. Plenty of of ball sport content coming, so somebody might get a kick out of it, and then we'll just convert them to a NASCAR fan because that's what we do. That's what we do best. All right. We out. Take care.